Good morning, good morning. Paul Warden is here. Hey, good morning. Woo! I'm excited. I know, I love I'm it. Oprah of the Hey Phrase Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Well, that really is, you know, people's favorite part. They yeah. love when you're all like, you get really excited. Actually, I still get emails about the time that you warmed up your vocals. Yeah. Like when we were going on, you were you like, like oh. No. It was amazing. It was amazing. Was it? Yes. It was amazing. I download I had to listen to your song again. You did? Yes, I did. I didn't even know you were really on I was like, oh, I knew Paul Wharton was famous and then he said he knew Sherry Shepherd. I was like, oh my life, you went to Whoopi Goldberg's house. I said for I couldn't Christmas, have him. On Christmas for, Day. for Christmas. Hey, get props for that, right? Yeah, oh oh you oh you get props. Oh you get props because Whoopi says she doesn't let people in her house she often. Knows. You hand over the phones. Only Paul. Only Paul. Oh, he has access. Um, I'm very excited by the third voice that you hear today. Danielle is here, who has been auditioning, asking, wanting to come and be a co-host on this. So I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you. I'm so I'm super excited. I've known you since I was 16. That is really not exciting for me. I know. I know it's not exciting for you. When I would drive to high school in my blue Matrix, I would listen to 99.5. Oh so you God. were there. So I remember when I remember Sammy. I remember you. I remember Sammy's puppy. So like when he died, I was like, oh man, this is a moment. Yes, when so Flash I, died. Yes. Yeah, so I know. so I remember when you left. I remember when Sammy left. I remember when hearing it, and then I left for college when you were one hundred seven point three, and then I was like, oh wow. But I've always followed you on Twitter. So like I've been knowing you like what you've been doing. Yeah, I had kept up, and I was like, oh, she's doing a podcast. When I came back in town, I was like, oh, I need to, I need to be here for it. <laughs> You so, are so have you been amazing. From the beginning? Not from the beginning. Okay. But I've been like following her, not like creepily stalking. You know, sure. I do have stalking stalkers tendencies. Mm. Yes, like most millennials, it's okay, really bad. You, you're, you're fitting well here. You're sharing. You're oh yeah, sharing. I'm sharing. I'm sharing. Two I'm seconds my... in, and she's already a stalker. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It's not bad. My friends know it. They yeah. call me like the FBI. I'm like I'm okay. sitting there. I should be. I should be the oh, closer. Yes. Really, you are. God, there's so many people I want you to look up. Really? Oh no, yes. it's real bad. It's it's real bad. That's great, you really. Your exes? Um, I used to. I've I've gotten better. Mm-hmm. You know, I've gotten better. I've come to the point that I'm like, uh, I don't need to. I'm better off. Mm-hmm. You know. But my friends will call me and be like, Oh, do you? Can you look up this guy for me? Okay, mm-hmm. I can do it. Five minutes later, bam, there you go. What do you need? Well, that's, that's so a- funny. There should be an app for that. My friends and I used to joke, like, when a guy would come over at the bar, you know, and yeah. I'd be like, hi, sir, if I could just have your social security number and your mother's maiden name, we can get along with this uh, first introduction I- here and see if, uh, you know, we can No, I think it's from my mother. Yeah. I really think it's really bad. I remember dating in high school. Um, bon Bon is her name. You know, Your mom's name is Bon Bon. No, her name is Bonnie. I call her Bon Bon. Oh, she has like a fan club between my friends. I think it's because when I started dating in high school, like I remember going out on this date, she took a picture of this guy 
like in front of my door. Bon Bon did? Yes, Bon Bon did. <laughs> like she is afraid of the killer. Mm-hmm. She oh, yes, because yes. she wanted to make sure she had a great picture yes. of him in case anything went wrong. Yes, but mind that you, that is good. Yeah. But mind you, I was still 15, so his mom was driving us. Oh God! She take a picture of the mom. Oh, no, yeah. she didn't. No, she didn't. But she got. She, yes, she did. Okay. Yes, she did. So she's she like Wendy Williams. You know, Wendy Williams always says that you yeah. know, she's afraid of the killer. Yeah. She's like, she'd be sitting in her house. Everything's all locked up. She's like, the killer might be coming. So I'm ready. Yes. She has, yeah. she has all, like, my friend's phone numbers. I remember I didn't talk to her for, like, a day or two. She, t- like, called my roommate. Yes, my mother used to do that too. Yeah, and me and my roommate were kind of like on the like the fence, and I was like, "Crap!" My mom actually has my coworkers' phone numbers, so she will call my coworkers now too, which yeah. is really even more of a level. I'm like, "Mom, you can't." I mean, come on. She, my mother has a 30 minute policy. If I don't text or call her back and let her know what I'm doing within 30 minutes, she starts calling Dan and friends. Well, my mom has a 30 minute <laughs> policy, which is if I don't talk to her on the phone for at least 30 minutes, <laughs> she has a horrible attitude with me. Like I cannot 30 minutes. She calls me during the day, and you know, because I'm here, I'm there, you know, I'm Yeah, you're a hustler. So, but she calls, and of course, I'll take the call, but I can't always talk for 30 minutes. But if I get, like, if the phone clicks, or if I yawn, (gasps) like that. She gets upset. You yawn, and she calls it yarn. You yarn it in my ear. I said, oh, listen, mother, I'm sorry. I'm about to yarn in your ear. I'm just going to let you know I'm tired. Or sometimes if I'm tired, I say, mother, I'm tired. I'm going to be yarning in your ear just to let you know. I oh don't my even God. Like you about it. You know, in hindsight, do you wish your mom had had like four other children so then she wouldn't have as much time for you? I don't know that I'd want to share all that love. Really? Yeah. Because, you know, I have a sister that's two years older. And, that's right. You know, my sister's always been kind of a daddy's girl. And, and I have to say, I mean, I know my mom loves my sister, <laughs> but I think everybody would agree that I'm her favorite. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my God. That's a lot of pressure to be on the phone for 30 minutes. Yeah. I know, but my family is like that, too. Well, we have a thing going right now, actually. She hasn't called me in a week, and I haven't called her. I don't know what is going really? on. Really? That's like a long time We're for you. We're waiting each other out. Ooh, wasn't she out and about when the last time you tried to visit her? She was doing things, so she might exactly. be busy. That she was might a week be. Ago. Well, that's why I turned the car around and came on back because she was going to a fashion show in the winery. So I let her go on a hang. She's out probably living friend. it up. She's like, "Well, Paul's living it up, so let me right. live it up. Let me give me. Some I already business. got his contact, so let me go. Right. Exactly. <laughs> they know me. <laughs> they know my face. She had to go get her some business. Yeah, be yeah. like, don't you know whose mother I am? You're I can right. slip in. <laughs> that's I love it. Well, look, we have so many. First of all, we have to discuss some great story topics that have been over the weekend. Paul Wharton apparently has taken over the Washington Post. He's oh been God. like in more articles than I can name. Um, I want to talk about Tommy Lauren because I cannot believe this, but I'm actually getting ready to defend her in a big way. So I want to know your opinions on that. Um, and then also we have to discuss, I want to hear if anyone's ever had a dine and dash uh, experience because I have, I have to admit that I have dine and dashed and um, or if you've ever been dine and dashed on. And I'm obsessed with this guy in L.A. who's going out on all these dates. And then he'll go to, like, a bookstore or whatever. He'll take the book. He's just basically like a serial stealer. Wow. I love this guy. And he's hot. He's hot. And he, like, lures all these women in. He goes out to a five-star dinner. And then he goes, oh, the phone rings. And he's like, I'm sorry, very important call. I'll just be right outside. Goes outside, never comes back. Leaves her with a bill. Oh, my God. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> That's terrible. I know it is terrible. Why am I the only one laughing? Because I felt bad. I felt bad. I looked looked at the guy's picture, and I thought, would I swipe right? That girl was looking for love on Bumble. Looking for a bub. He does look. I thought the same thing. I thought, well. The tank top gives it up. The tank top. Yeah. Kind of like. The straight guys wear tank tops out and about. 
Yeah, they do over in Arlington. It's like a bro thing. Okay. But Arlington's yeah. a different type. <laughs> that, that, that Northern Virginia type of thing. What is that? I don't, they're like in their own like little, little bubble. You know, it's a different type of breed over there. I wonder if it's too it close is. to the city uh, to get into that whole bro job thing. You heard about this? What's a bro job? The bro jobs were like, you know, the bros are giving each other blow jobs. <laughs> bro, okay. And it happens, like, it happens in the country. Google mm-hmm. it, Irene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google it, Irene. Get on. Bro jobs. Yeah, bro jobs. So it's straight dudes giving each other blowjobs. Why? Usually rural areas. And they just find that, you know, they, they work the farm all day long. They get the, you know, they settle down the wife and then they go out to um, so it's like broke back mountain. and they give each other uh, bro jobs. <laughs> what? I know I'm right. I know about my bro jobs. Who? I didn't even know this. That's yeah. a, Obviously, there's not enough women. Or the women don't want them. Yeah, right. why aren't they? Or the women are like, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to put that in my mouth. So what do you think is up with bro jobs, Paul, in your opinion? Is it just, like, guys that are bisexual, so they're just, like, experimenting a little? Or why do you think that is? You know, it's such a slippery slope with the whole bisexual versus gay thing. Anybody that you know that's semi-kind of famous, like, there's a, a wrestler that just came out as bisexual when a video of he and his boyfriend you know this you know the story oh i gotta look at this no who it's, is this you know the guy's wrestler, name the wwe guy okay wwe wrestler but he's kind of like mixed black and white and his boyfriend's white and they mm-hmm. had a video up on youtube um where the boyfriend says oh i'm here with my boyfriend such and such and so that video started to get around to the other wrestlers and now it's it came out that he as his boyfriend, so he came out as bisexual. Well, you know what? Let me tell you something. What do you think? I came out as bisexual when I was 19, <laughs> and I've had sex with women, and not that long ago. But I don't consider myself bisexual. I really don't. I couldn't have a relationship with a woman, mm-hmm. um, even if she completely, you know, agreed and knew. My like you couldn't live with a woman on and on, right? Like you know, what I'm saying like coexist like Let in a relationship, right? Something. Okay, that what? That house would have a total <laughs> shortage of electricity. We have every hot uh, iron, every blow dryer going. You need a minimalist if you ever date a woman, like a minimalist. Like you're the one who does everything, the glam. And right, then but then I'm looking at her nothing. like, can't you pull your shit together a little bit? See, <laughs> that's how I feel about women. Like, people yeah. always are always saying to me, like, oh, aren't you gay? And I'm like, no, I could be bisexual, but I could never coexist with a woman on and on. Do you know what an emotional wreck I am all the time? I'm sorry. Yes, like, I, I saw what an emotional wreck you are. Oh, you can tell this story over the weekend. Oh, my God, this is a really good one. I mean, I am, I need a straight man to balance out all my emotions. And, you know, I don't know. There's something about, like, I really enjoy a penis. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, but it's like something about no, it. No, I hear you. I hear you. Do you enjoy it? <laughs> yes, I do. But this is my whole thing. I think it's the fact that it's like with women, I couldn't handle. I'm like very high and low mm-hmm. and I need, I'm a very like bit vibrant okay. personality. And like with the dude, I've realized I need a dude that's very like calm at all times because if i'm like hyper and stuff i need someone calm all my all my friends all like my girlfriends and stuff we're all like that highs and lows some of them have been with women okay but the women that they've been with are very complete opposites so if they're very driven high Mm -hmm. personality they have to have someone that's very very calm okay but i couldn't deal with that back and forth I i couldn't deal with that syncing up I already deal with my problems when, when I have my cycle, so why do I, I have to deal with you two now? <laughs> like, we have to sync up together. Like, I already got to share. I have I have my regimen. Now you have your regimen. I can't do all that. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I believe in the opposites attract thing. Like, I see in, in the whole gay culture, 
like right now, I'm seeing a lot of gay guys that look almost identical, and they're getting married. Ooh, and like yes. they have the same outfit on, they have the same haircut, and I'm just like, how does this work? Do but they I look really, like siblings? They do. See, I've seen that. I've seen that even with straight couples. It's kind of like that means. Does that mean you're attracted to yourself? Mm-hmm. That's what it means. Like you well, like you like of, yourself. Yeah. You look like you like yourself in the mirror. So you just want a different version of yourself. Yes, in male form. I that's what I'm looking for. Uh. And I always attract the opposite. Oh, interesting. Well, <laughs> quiet, balding. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, as you know, we had a little brunch over the weekend. Yes, oh, I God. saw pictures. I saw pictures. We I had saw pictures. And I missed guy. it. I would have said something. I was in. I was in like um, New York and New Jersey, so mm-hmm. I didn't listen to the podcast fully. I listened like half halfway parts because I usually have a day. This is when I listen to it, and then I didn't finish it until like Sunday morning. And I was like, oh man, I missed brunch because I saw the pictures. And you I missed was like, the brunch. So let me tell you something. <laughs> so we have this brunch. Where to going. start? Where to start? Because okay. let me tell you, it was it was lit. I want Irene to give me a quiz, by the way, of all the all the hip words that people are saying. Because let me tell you, it was turned up. Turned <laughs> it was, it was turned. Up. You didn't know. Was it lit? Was it lit? <laughs> Wait. Well, what's the difference okay, between lit and turned up? Isn't it lit in twenty what fifteen for turned up? Yeah, it's like the same. It's not. Don't ask me. I'm really. I really and still look for turned. And now Is where it? are we? At? Well, I mean, they, they dropped thought, the up. Okay. Oh, you know? I thought it was. I thought it was still like the lituation. You guys, so you guys had a lituation, like it's lit, like the oh, whole. Oh, a lituation. Yes. yes. Okay. Well, I like that. I'm gonna start dropping that too. And now I'm, I'm on the. Uh, you've got me feeling some kind of way. Okay. Now I like that. So what happened? I'm ready. On that. So we have this brunch. Now you know I throw a lot of parties and all this, but let me tell you something about being in this business and the business of being out there and doing whatever. You are innately insecure. It doesn't matter how fabulous you think you are. You think something's going to go wrong. The food's not going to show up. The drinks are going to suck. Like, something is going to go wrong. Nobody's going to show up. Yes. So I call this one early in the morning, and I'm like, okay, so what do you think? Should I blast it out on my Instagram? What if none of my guests show up? Because I really only invited the podcast listeners, a few of those, and then my close friends. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what if? if it rains what if you know everybody gets up and they don't feel like coming out so i had that bit of anxiety so anyway show up the whole team at hungry the catering company they're getting everything together we've got hot servers or models from the agency hot bartender adam who you oh. of course have heard oh, of he's there God. bartending so hot. my friends start rolling in they all look gorgeous everything's going great sarah says well um Yes, yeah, so uh, what else do we um, have to eat? Now, they have out at this moment um, the salmon platter with the lox. They have fresh fruit, vegetables. They're passing two different kinds of quiche and this forked <laughs> chicken sausage. And later came mm-hmm. French toast and fried chicken bites and all this. This one pulls me to the side. I mean, the, the, I, I think the, the, the listeners, I, I think they're unhappy. The, the two on the couch, they, they seem like they're mad. I mean, I'm going to have to take the... Why were they? Brunch. Because they weren't enough eating? brunch. I mean, we should have told them it was going to be like brunch. They're expecting a sit down. I almost gave this bitch shaking baby syndrome. Okay, <laughs> I almost shook the shit. And I'm not trying to joke about the shaking baby syndrome because you know my friend Rosie Perez got shaking baby syndrome doing an order of Law and Order SCU. Okay. You know Rosie Perez too? Do I know her? Oh yes, my I goodness, know. I can't. Oh, so anyway, oh, so I know that adults can get shaking baby syndrome, mm-hmm. and I was about to try it out on Sarah because I'm like. First of all, the bar is open. It's free-flowing. Nobody had to pay for anything. We are sitting up in a $1.6 million house in Columbia Heights, chilling, full service, being served by gorgeous men. What the took a happen in your head 
to make you think okay. that somebody wasn't happy. I have a really, I have serious anxiety, all right, when it comes to listener events. And I think here's the issue. For whatever reason, instead of just, because you put out a great flyer. It said brunch bites. Like, you had explained everything, right? Which, of course, I'm always like, I want to tell everybody. I don't want anyone to be surprised by anything. But I have this real issue where I want to, like, give people, like, everything. Like, so they're so happy. So they not, like, instead of, like, a little is enough, I feel like, Oh my God, well, Paul, we've got to provide like a full brunch and we've got to like, I mean, we have to have like a dance party. Like I, for some reason, instead of, because honest to God, the listeners had the best time. We had a DJ, DJ Adrian Loving. We had (laughs) 10 cases of champagne. We had a mix. We had mimosas. We had two different kinds of craft cocktails with vodka. What's left? A bro job? I mean, what <laughs> what else could we have given the people that yes. they didn't have? See, I want everyone to leave there like they just got a bro job. That's my problem. Instead of going, everybody had a great time. The listener, we had so, like this woman from Fredericksburg. It was so amazing, and I don't know why I worry. So, did you talk to the woman on the couch? Did you talk yeah, to them? Yeah, she was fine. She was having a blast. Then why were you worried? Had a great. Then why time. were you worried? And this one just showed up. She didn't have to do shit. She didn't have to. I planned the party. I got all. You know, I had. I told everybody what to do, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like what, what you the have to organ- organizing is a hard job. Yeah. yeah, it is. She just showed up talking about, I don't know. Oh, I got so nervous. I was so, I don't know. I do every, like even the live shows. I'm like, oh my yeah. God. I mean, I have all I can do not to stop the live show midway through and go, okay, do you like this? Is this like good? Like I want people to be having the best time of their lives. Yeah. Like, I want them to be on 10. Yeah. All the time. And it's like they already were. You did a great job. I am turning the party planning over to you. As the day went on, though, she did come around. She was like, oh, my God, this is so much fun. Everybody's having a time they of their had life. A blast. And that was just it because some of them even told me, um, the couple from Arlington, I think they're best friends. Yes. Walter and. Oh, um, what's her name? I, I loved her. Why am I drawing a blank? She was, gorgeous she was yeah, gorgeous beautiful, lips. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And they were beautiful. talking to Doctor Ruff. But yes. anyway, they were telling me how um, they were nervous when they first got there, so that's why they were a little quiet mm-hmm. because I didn't know. I was like, are they from the podcast or what? I knew I met them at the uh, live show, apparently. But anyway, we had a fantastic time. So I want to keep doing things like that. You have to be at the next one. Yes, from I Anna. From Anna. 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 Amazing. I have to. I have to go. Anna you know, was I was so stunning. I was listening to like the menu, and I was like, "Was it, obviously there were no grits because that's like my thing for brunch." <laughs> okay, but don't I tell kn- her that we didn't have grits. Oh god, it's fine. No, <laughs> but this is but this is the thing. I understand. Like when you go to brunch in DC, grits are not always there. It's a, like an acquired taste. So I yeah, understand. But well, the grits fact are hard to pass. I mean, it you know, is, like it pass is. around. Oh right, yeah. true. Yeah. Oh, so this was like a pa- okay. Yeah, I get yeah. It. I mean, there was the, there's platters, there was tables with platters out. I got to explain myself again. No, you don't. No, you don't. I knew. Because I'm imagining it in my head. We I'm had like the fried it. chicken and bites. We had French toast sticks passed around. We had quiche passed around. And then there were platters of, you know, smoked salmon and lox and bagels and all this kind Ooh, of stuff. Oh, there was bagels. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, ready. my God. It was perfect. And I did. I had to so apologize to Paul. So why because I just get panicked. Like, uh, you know, I, even if even if we had done this, like, at, like so from this, we, we want to launch these drunch um, parties where you can basically come and have drunch, like drunk brunch with Paul and me, like oh, on yes. Sunday. Days. So we're we're working on that, right? Like to be announced. I guess it was just announced, but <laughs> <laughs> like this is but happening. This is gonna happen. Then I'm like, oh my god, we need a microphone, and maybe we need to get a drag queen from Freddie's Beach Bar. And you know, I'm almost like my issue is I want every day for someone to be like Cirque Day Soleil, where there's just like so much going on. You're like, 
in awe. Yeah. And I need to just take it down a notch because it doesn't have to be like that all the time. People are just having a great time. And it was perfect. It was a perfect amount of song, dance. There were such great people there. Sharice came from the Real Housewives Yes, I saw that. Potomac. I saw that, yes. And that there were ended five, up in five the... people. I mean, it was great. <laughs> Sean Yancey was there. Yes. Sean Yancey. Yes. Yeah. It's I really saw the pictures. It's interesting to see her outside of Fox 5. I mean, I've seen her outside mm-hmm. of Fox 5, but... I've seen people. pictures. I know people who know her in yeah. her girls' night out events yeah. and stuff like that. So I've seen her, and I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, she's and pretty." Yes, she is beautiful. Isn't yeah, she? she's yes. really stunning. And, and actually, one of those people that's more stunning in person than mm-hmm. on TV. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, she's actually an artist. That's really yeah. why I want her to start hanging out with with some of those other people because people don't know they see her on the news every day, but she is an accomplished artist, and her art is really amazing. Well, and you're really good at that is like connecting people, you know, and and bringing different groups of people together, and so I. I have this new saying. I was telling you this, but you know, my brother's in AA, and there's yeah. a saying in AA: "Let go and let God." But my new saying is: "Let go and let Paul." Yes, you have. <laughs> you need to let it go. But I think it's like I think it's a part of your success, though. Like you want to oh, get God. better. Yep. No, I'm no, I'm saying this. If you want to get better and do what you, you can't be content. I need to start doing yeah. smoking weed and just chill yeah. out. Let go, let Paul. But you don't want to be content. Like once you get content in that spot, you're not going to think, oh, this is it. But you want to grow. You want, you know, since this podcast is worldwide. Yes, yeah. it is yeah. worldwide. Mm-hmm. That's right. Thank God. Yeah. So it's like you wanted to grow. Now you have Paul. You know, he's the glitz and the glam. This is the thing. In my head, like, you're like the minimalist. Like, you do things, like, very, like, open, very natural, and he's the glitz and glam. That's the truth. How long do you think it's been since I've had a manicure and pedicure? Oh, Jesus. Um, (laughs) What is going on? I hope not that long. It has. It's been months. I'm saving money. I'm seeing how much money I can save off not getting a mani or pedi. You want to see my feet? No. No. It is winter. It's winter. It's like at the end of winter time. You you cut them yourself, though, right? Yes. Okay, well, that's that's fine. Do you paint them yourself or you just let them go? I don't get manicures that often either. You don't? I am really. I was on a mani and pedi kick. Like, I was getting them every two weeks, every three weeks. yeah. Yeah, I know. And it's an insane amount of money. But I was like a college student. So I did have friends who did that. Like, I have a friend that no, gets I her acrylic every two weeks and stuff like that. She does have a job. But I'm sitting there. I was like, I like food more. I have got yeah. a challenge against myself, and I know you're going to find this terrible. I am not going to get a manicure until someone shames me on Fox 5. Okay. Like, I haven't had one forever, and I'm like, why didn't I save all this money before? No one's ever noticed if I have a mani or not. No one does. You on Fox. Buck your own nails? Yeah, yeah you can do that. Nails. You get the cuticle cutter, everything. Thank the only thing you. I really paint my nails is when I know I have to shake a lot of hands. That's mm-hmm. the only time. But if it's a really? bunch, that's the only time. Yeah. When well, I was like, oh, man, I got to go somewhere. I'm going to shake a bunch of people's hands. Maybe like a little bit of color. That's about it. But I paint them myself. Only a couple times that I go to ever get like a pedicure I mean, as, stuff. Long, as long as they're not raggedy and, you know, jaggedy and raggedy and looking kind of crazy and crusty. Them? Oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> oh, that, you know I have a thing about fingers, right? Can I just talk about this yes, for one of second? Course. I have a thing. I have a friend... Oh, God. He's become a very good friend of mine. Oh, God. He's lovely. He's amazing. But I have this thing about people licking their fingers after they eat something. Oh, get out. He does that? Do you know that commercial where the girl is like, oh, what's for dessert? Fingers? And she's like licking all that shit. <laughs> oh, that finger licking good? Let me tell you something. I almost <laughs> broke my fucking foot trying to run to the TV to turn that commercial off. Oh, that commercial really? oh, I gotta Google this. is like fin fin for me. I mean, that makes me lose weight. I will not eat for like the whole night if I see that commercial. It's horrible. You need to get your friend baby wipes. Like so, if you're going to do this, you need baby wipes. Like you, know, you just need to clean your hands. He's from the UK and I don't know, but he just licks his fingers and it's just, and I'm trying not to be like 
the kind of friend that's like, I'm sorry, people don't really do that here. And they, yeah, be like, you're yes. in America now. This right. is what I need you to assimilate, and exactly. this is what we do. Exactly. But I'm not being over the top. I, I just kind of I don't think that's a away. British thing. I mean, I think that's just like a poor etiquette thing. Yeah, that's just like, a gross. Even that for me is disgusting, okay? I'm just trying to manny, <laughs> no manny, no petty to save money, but I'm not licking my own fingers and toes, folks. Oh, toes. <laughs> don't even, t- don't, don't. You, shaking baby, shaking baby. I'll shake the shit out of you, Sarah. I told you. I can't. I like you. All right, where do you want to go next? Because we have a ton of stories to cover. You want to talk Tommy Lauren? You want to talk the apology to Teddy Beats? Or you want to talk... I want to talk Teddy Beats because he's the (laughs) top priority for me at this moment. I'm shocked to hear what you're about to say. I mean, what you just told me a little bit. I want to issue, first of all, I want to issue an apology to Teddy Beats. Last week, Teddy Beats sent me, uh, he did a fabulous, fabulous job on the new Hey Frage intro. Okay, It's amazing. It is amazing. I've honestly gotten such good reviews. Like, people say it's better than the first, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And the first was amazing. It was super catchy. Everybody would sing it. Not a cast pod, right? Okay, so when we debuted the new um, song last week, you know, we had jokingly kind of said, oh my, and you, I thought it was so funny. You were like, Teddy went to work, like he was so good, right? <laughs> and we had jokingly been saying, yeah, and yeah. he was almost fired. And yeah. here's the thing. Who, who said it, me or you? I don't, I don't actually don't, I, I don't know. There was there was slight shade thrown. It, it was, was? Just, it was a slight. It was. I didn't think it was like really shady, but maybe if like yeah, what do you think as a listener? Because I don't like. I didn't don't want anyone to think he's an incredibly yeah. No, he's amazing. He's amazing. Guy. I was there at the live show too. Oh, good. Okay. So, are you talking about the feedback, or are you saying because I well, was sitting in the back? So when so what happened was, and we go back and forth about this, um, and I went back and forth about this even before Paul joined the show, but. I never know whether to post the live shows for people in their entirety. One, because it's hard to hear because it, it is, is hard. It is audience interactive when we're there and live. You mm-hmm. know, like Paul's like finding this cute guy in the audience or we're asking somebody's opinion. God, where is he? I know Damn, that, guy that guy was, guy was hot. hot. Okay. So anyway, we don't. I go back and forth, and not only that, but I think there's something to saving a live experience for those people that come, and it's not as special if you post right. it after the fact. And people sure. paid a ticket price to be there. They gave Absolutely. they gave us their two hours on a Friday night. You know, it's a very special experience. So, but when we got the audio back, it was really overmodulated. So mm-hmm. it, it was almost like you couldn't even really hear our voices. And yeah. I have no idea what went wrong. Teddy's the sound engineer guy, so he knows that. But off the scenes behind the scenes we were joking we were like oh my god god damn it teddy like why you know and we're we just, just wanted to take little excerpts from just little right. clips yeah. from the show and right. say oh this is what happened because i mean we sharice spilled a lot on she did right she did i was yeah. i was te- i was i called my mom after <laughs> um i called my friend i took a picture with her oh yeah. i'm a so i'm fabulous. a real i'm a real housewives of potomac person oh, already good. oh yes Ooh. so i just want to say okay so but to teddy so to teddy so anyway my here's here's what i i did wrong i did not convey to teddy after the show that there was anything wrong with the audio because i figured you know of course we love teddy we're very loyal to him we'll just have him back for the next live show but before that show i'll send him the audio and go hey man this didn't work. Can you figure it out before the next show? Mm-hmm. Right? So when we go on to talk about the intro song, I had said or whatever, you know, hey, we almost fired him. You know, ha, ha, ha. We're joking. And we're like, yeah, Teddy went to work, though. Yeah, yeah he's back. Teddy came he's to like, work today. He's hired yeah. back, right? Mm-hmm. right? So Teddy hears that, and he was very, very upset because, you know, he just signed with a record label. Like, he's his career oh, is really yeah. doing well. Wow. And I never want to. I mean, so many people help us out. It takes a village to create all this. So I just wanted to apologize for him because to him because 
I really love this song. He did a great job. We were never going to fire you. It was kind of an offhanded joke, and I should have you know, called and told And him. let me second that. He made a podcast song for me when I was going to launch Politics, which I still may at some point. I don't know. Yes. The song is so good, mm-hmm. I might just have to launch that podcast. He made a song for me that is so good. I feel like, I mean, I'm like the Dynasty era. It's like, your theme I'm like song. That. Oh, it's freaking fabulous. It's freaking, so he is so talented. He is talented. Oh, I Petty, we I, love you. I think I have it, actually. I have Do the you? politics song. Oh, my God. Yeah, the rough here. draft. Ooh, the rough? Okay. Yeah, all right. You need, yes, you need, you need to hear it all. Yeah. You need to hear it all. Here's the one he made for Paul that Paul probably will still use. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Oh, God, I love it. Come on. His name is Paul, he's politic and telling y'all what y'all are missing on the news or on TV. Who's doing who with celebrities? From the district to the nation. Now you know that's power. That's it. 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 I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Oh yes. So yeah. So he's the man. He is. You are the man. I look. I take ownership of it because I can be really bad about communicating. So make a note, Paul, because I'm not always good. Like you know, I got a million things going on in this mind. Well, like they say on Brokeback Mountain, we just can't quit you, Teddy. Nope. He's part. He's part of it. He's part. He's part of it. Yeah. is the master. So uh, please, 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 if you are in the music industry and you listen to this, because I know it's worldwide, if you're in Sweden, hire him. There you Love go. Love it. Love so anyway, it. we clear that up out of the air. Um, I also want to get to, though, the couple of post stories that Paul has been in. And then I want to know your opinions. Actually, I want to know your opinions first on a couple of uh, pop culture stories that have yeah. been trending. What do you guys think about this whole Tommy Lauren? Did, any, did either one of you ever watch that? Danielle? Yes, I'm an avid view watcher. I was on The View last week. So on Thursday, you were yes on Thursday. What were you doing? I oh okay. So um, I went. I'm going to grad school in New Jersey. Uh-huh. So I took the New Jersey Transit, like all New York commuters do. I yeah. felt important, and I went to the View. Like okay. I love the View. I've been watching it since the 2010 snowstorm. There was nothing else to watch on television, okay. so I started watching the View. I love Whoop. Yeah. I love Joy. Um, so I went. I went the day before Tommy got there. Okay, yeah, because she went on a Friday. Yeah, they I'm, all come on Friday when Whoopi's not there. Yeah, the ones like that, you know, that Whoopi <laughs> yeah. will just no, because they kept right flipping it online, and I was like, man, I don't want to go when she goes. Like, I don't have time for it. I don't watch her show online. I've only seen clips. She, she's not. I'm not trying to say like she's dumb, but I'm just saying I don't agree with what she says sure. a lot. Super conservative, always talks about millennials whining, that basically, you know, very, absolutely complete conservative gun advocate. Because remember, she's not, a, she doesn't like the label millennial. Remember this. She's right. not one of us because she doesn't like labels. Right. She doesn't like the label. Um, and then she got in trouble because she went on The View and essentially said that she's pro-choice. Yeah. It she's was, by the Constitution, but the Constitution, you know, allows for pro-choice. You can make your own decision, kind of separation of government and state. So she is pro-choice. Yeah. And and this is what I don't understand about this whole story is that essentially her conservative viewers or mm-hmm. network got so much backlash that now they've put her show, suspended her show for like a week. And I'm just like, what? Doesn't that seem crazy? So they put her bobblehead ass in timeout for a week. <laughs> you know, the problem I have with her, and I don't follow her, so I'm speaking very I know. loosely. I, I really when don't I see either. her, that's one of the ones I break my foot right. trying to get to the TV in turn. But when she brought up her opinion about Black Lives Matter and using hands up, don't shoot as a talking point or as a something she said, you know, I was very offended by that because 
First of all, she has no experience. Um, she has no right to me to speak on that. That would be like me speaking on rape of a woman. You know, it doesn't matter that I'm a gay man. It doesn't matter that I have a lot of female right. friends. That is not my place. And, you know, police brutality and that is a huge issue in the, in the shootings and the violence. Um, and that's something that needs repair, not people speaking on that that really have uh, no no experience and no no personal relation to that. Yeah, I think you make a good so point. So from there, uh, that really kind of turned me off to her opinions. And when, whenever I see her on a show and she doesn't have a teleprompter, she's a fucking mess, okay? <laughs> she was a goddamn mess on the motherfucking view. And, you know, I would just like, I swear I was yeah, like... because she was afraid. This is the thing. She yeah. was afraid. She was afraid of Joy Behar. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Oh, even, I'm sure. Even yeah. Jedediah Bill, who is the libertarian conservative, she, she fit the Elizabeth House of Act type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even agree with her. Jedediah didn't even vote for Trump. This Tommy, Tony, I don't know which way it goes. Tommy, I think. I know. I want to call her Tommy all the time, too, but I guess it's Tommy, Lauren. But the thing is, she keeps going. She's for all these things, but then you're still for Trump. You're going against the guy. It's kind of like he wants he's a fake Republican in my head. Like he's not because even yesterday when they talked about the view, because they talked about how she's losing all like she's losing her show, but it's not really a show, it's online. Over over That's that? Like, over it's on the blaze. It's on the saying that she's pro-choice? No, this is, this is the statement that she said. That's she says, I'm, I'm a constitutional Republican, right. so I like limited government. So stay out of my guns and stay out of my body. So that's mm-hmm. the reason why she's pro-choice. I'm sitting there, I was like, y'all should be happy. She said she's for the guns and limited mm-hmm. government. That's mm-hmm. what you want. You guys just took out this one mm-hmm. little chunk yeah. and be happy. That's what I think is crazy. What's scary to me is how do you get kicked off online? It's like Milo Yiannopoulos, you know, right. the yeah. crazy the guy. Crazy. Yeah, and I mean, he's been banned from Twitter. God, which I, I have I think, not heard, heard from him in a minute, huh? Well, no, because he had to resign from his Breitbart job. Yeah. He's probably in the cave. All online. Ooh. But I'm even like... You know what I'm saying? To me, I don't even think he should have had to resign. Not because I totally disagree with this. Because he's fears, always been crazy. But he's Man. always been crazy. Yeah. What do you expect? And this is the same thing with Tommy. I'm like, how do you get kicked off online? And this makes me go, is this the this network, this inter- online mm-hmm. network she's a part of, is it for them to get publicity? Or do you think she really got that many complaints? Now, did you see the tweet that she put up yesterday? Something oh, yeah. about don't mistake her silence for weakness. Right. And it's always calmest. The, the wind is always still before the hurricane. Girl, sit down. So you better, if you don't sit down somewhere, because it was men, it was like male Republicans who kept saying like all this stuff about her, and that's the issue I think with when it comes to pro-choice and pro-life men have such a big opinion about it but you don't make that choice sure Mm, right and that's what i think is the biggest thing it's like i don't agree with her on a lot right some of the things she says it's very ignorant and she needs she's only 24 i'm 23 so there's a lot of things that i don't say because Mm -hmm. i know i need to know more about myself before i can talk so i'm thinking the biggest thing she needs to do is maybe take a step back think about maybe read a book you know (laughs) maybe read a book yeah. So, and maybe she can take that time to learn about it more. But those men Republicans who are backlashing against her, saying she's pro-choice, I guess they expect Republicans. This is this is your um, agenda. I know that's what this I is your bullet crazy. point list. If you move from the side, then you can't do it because there's a lot of liberals who are like, I'm liberal, but I'm very pro-life. I'm very this, very that. So why can't? conservatives do the same thing mm-hmm. i agree because I, if it's a man if it's a with this have happened if she was a man 
if she well, if she was older. The only reason I say that yes to a man is look at Milo. I mean, you know, I would have thought if anybody would come out of the woodwork and defend him, it would be other men. And I mean, nope. look at Milo Yiannopoulos is like, what's he doing? Like we said, we haven't heard from him in a hot second. People are at the point they gotta they gotta hide their cash. That's why I feel like Milo's like, this is how much I have. I'm hiding in the cave because people. I'm being honest. People are really crazy with the death threats and everything right now. Yeah, so, they are. I do know that. Yeah, people have said that, and I, I'm sure ours are coming at any moment on this podcast. But oh god, <laughs> I hope not. Are you but ready? it's really interesting about staying in your lane. I was hired by TV One. I had done um, yeah, that show Makeover so Manor, stupid. and then I was hired by them to co-host a show during the Denver Democratic National Convention. Uh, where Barack Obama was first nominated as mm-hmm. a Democratic nominee. Okay. And so I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go and cover the red carpet, and this would be great. So I get to Denver and find out that we're all on a couch, a big old couch. It's moderated by Jackie Reed mm-hmm. um, with Jesse Jackson, okay. Hill Harper, Ooh. Al Sharpton, mm-hmm. wow. Cheryl Underwood was actually from the talk. Wow. She was sitting right next to me. That was my little side piece there. And then Michael Eric Dyson and Marcia Dyson and a few other people. But I started to freak the hell out. I'm like, oh my God, this goes against what my Aunt Barbara and my people have always told me. (laughs) Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Not saying you can't branch out, but at the time, I knew it was 45 years to the date that my grandfather um, had marched on Washington. 45 years wow. to the date we taped that show, and I just thought, oh my goodness, I, I've been making people over, I've been on MTV, I've been messing around with these models, like, what am I going to add to this? And I, and it's so funny, as I got on the set, and I was like freaking out a little bit, and Cheryl Underwood, who was actually a black Republican, I haven't heard her talk a lot about that lately, mm. about her being a black Republican. Mm. At the time, she was a black Republican. I think now she might have switched up a little bit. I think I think the black Republicans are still Republican, mm-hmm. but it's like you can't agree. Because I do know black Republicans. Sure. I knew, um, I was like in high school, I knew a guy. He was for McCain. He was never for Obama. Mm-hmm. Right. And it wasn't the fact, I feel like with the Trump now, they can't agree. Because I really think he is not a real Republican. I think he's more of like that capitalist. Because think about all the money that he's spending going to Florida every single week. Mm-hmm. He's not a real- <laughs> He's not. He's not. How much we're paying for? How much we're paying for Melania to stay in Trump Tower? Mm-hmm. All this stuff. So I really feel like the real true Republicans aren't saying. And they they are like this isn't. He is. He's a part of my party, but he's not a part of what I stand for. Yeah. He's just a representation because he fix he he used the system. He uses celebrity to make it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think for me it's just you know going back to the whole Tommy Lauren thing, whatever her name is. Um, you know, you gotta kind of know when to when to say. You know, I don't really think I can really speak on that. You know, and her mm-hmm. as it relates to the Black Lives oh, Matter that's piece. A good point. Yeah. Because when I was on that show, the thing that calmed me down was, well, let me speak from my perspective on this. You know, I haven't been where Jesse Jackson had been, where right. Al Sharpton had been. So for me to try to go toe to toe with them and get and jump in there, but I do have my experience and how I feel about it, and I did it, and it was a, a successful show because. I just stayed with, you know, what was true to me, not trying to be something else. So that's she speaks on all yeah. these things that she knows nothing about. And that's why I don't really respect that's what she has to say. good observation. I think that's really good. Yeah, because I was wondering that. I mean, I think it's all coming to, and I've obviously it's Beyonce and Taylor Swift, but I 
I feel like self um, distribution is the future. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. Right. I just don't think people are going to be with networks because they don't want to be accountable, which sure. I love. Mm-hmm. So I hope she launches her own thing, which is now the the rumor. Don't yeah. say too much. No, I know. <laughs> I know because she even tweeted today. Like she tweeted this morning. Did you see her tweet this morning? I just um, looked. Well, I just think that you yeah, know, none of these crazy. companies have the talents back anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, again, like I don't agree with a lot of her policies, and I think you both are right. She needs to stay in her lane. But I think companies don't have talents back, so talent is just going to self-distribute, mm-hmm. and then they can do it their way. Mm-hmm. I think she thought, because even like when she tweets I, this morning saying yeah. like we don't all agree on everything, which is understandable, I think she thought she had enough backing to say whatever she wanted. And then she realized, oh, no, no not they today. they'll flip on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they'll flip. And I think because if you think about people who are liberals and they can, they can veer off, and anyone, any conservative can veer off what they say. Yeah. And I think she thought that she was a part of that, that could say what she wanted and still had a job. I guess Sometimes not. you have to fall in line. Um, I wanted to shift gears and ask you guys about this. Um, have you, Danielle? This is a really personal question. I'm dying to try Thinks period underwear. Anybody? Anybody? Which one's that? Which one is that? The <laughs> well, Thinks are the ones. They're wildly popular underwear for women with periods. They're sleek oh. panties that never leak, never stain, oh, and I absorb five teaspoons of blood. Well, here's the issue. <laughs> I saw those. I saw those. <laughs> You'll come back to us, Paul. You'll like this I story. looked at the ad. I did okay. look at the ad. Well, the CEO is Miki Ackerall, and now she has had to step down as being CEO because even though Thinks promotes positivity with women, apparently the culture there was just the opposite, and now she's accused of sexual harassment. According to some of her fellow co-workers, Miki would do everything from grab people's breasts in the office. Um, uh, Ackerall is allegedly touched an employee's breast, asked her to expose them, routinely led video conference meetings while naked in bed and frequently changed clothes in front of employees. She joined a meeting through FaceTime one time while sitting on the toilet at least once. <laughs> Is she a lesbian? Oh, we get to that. Okay. To go on. Um, she also has discussed nipple piercings, asked employees about their breasts and nipple piercings, and then discussed her sexual exploits, including polyamory, in detail and expressed her interest in entering a sexual relationship with one of her employees. Hmm. Ackerall responded to the ac- accusations, um, saying that she's dealing with them in the best way she knows how and that many of them are false. Uh, she says she's made a ton of mistakes along the way. Uh, she says, to be crystal clear, I know I'm passionate and often unruly in my way. Ways, uh, as a taboo breaker must be, but I have never ever crossed the line in inflammatory ways described. Um, she does not say she's a lesbian, but she also wrote an article where she had group sex um, in Las Vegas at one point, as well at Burning Man. Um, they all, the company's troubles began unraveling about two weeks ago when reports emerged that 10 people had left the 35-person company since January, and she was stepping down. Um, I just thought this was unbelievable. She said she wanted to have an environment kind of where you know people could sort of be free to say what they want, mm-hmm. free to express sexuality. Um, so you think if you have a job environment where you're like, hey, it's kind of like whatever. Can you be upset then if the CEO changes clothes in front of you? conducts conferences on the toilet and asks you about your breasts. I respect her for that. I mean, I know it's unorthodox. I work with a guy once in New York, one of the only jobs I've had at this company um, called Libra Leather, and the guy's name was Mitch Alphys, and actually his son was on a a popular show in London, like a reality show. His name is... um, On a reality show in London. His last name is Alphys. Can you look it up, Irene? It's like a really popular, like not Ladies of London on Bravo, but like the the big one over there. 
and he hmm. was dating this girl. Anyway, he came back to New York. But to make a long story short, Mitch was uh, crazy out wild. of his damn mind. But I was in New York City. You know, he's a big leather guy. I, I knew that about him. I mean, he was freaking cool. But if I had walked in there like, oh, my God, he said these crazy things. I mean, I knew what I was getting into. And, you know, I'm an adult. I can roll with it. So so do you think, well, that's what some people are defending her, saying that the environment she created from the start was one that was just unconventional. In fact, mm-hmm. she wanted minimum human resource department because it was supposed to be a place where employees could explore their sexuality, anything, you know, that they want. Wanted, really. So if you know that, can you then, I mean, is there a line? I think people look for an opening to sue. That's what I think. They do. You do? You yeah. think so? Yeah, and I think then everybody jumps on the bandwagon, and when they think you're the gravy train, they're like, okay, oh, great, we're so wild, we're so crazy, let's take our tits out, blah, 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 blah. And they record it all, and then they call, you know, Johnny Cochran and them. And then <laughs> Those commercials be getting right. a lot of money, let's be honest. <laughs> Those commercials. Uh, well, I'll end it with this. Uh, one of the employees said it honestly felt like a middle school environment, pitting people against each other, calling us petty children, immature, and we were all the, these millennials that don't know anything. Meanwhile, we were being paid $30,000 under industry standard salaries. That was according to one employee who talked about it. So now she said to step down and the lawsuits are coming. That's, I, I still want to kind of buy Think Sundays, but you know, it's so hard once you hear this because you never know, is it true? Should I be supporting this company? I don't know. Mm. It was but a good I, idea. Now I kind of feel like whatever. It was a good idea, but... I know. Well, I, I really am dying to get those underwear. I think they'd be amazing. Cause, <laughs> yeah, back to that, right? But <laughs> think about this. If you get them, they're supporting. They're going to support the legal fees that she's going to have to probably pay out to those employees that deserve more money. So I think know. about it. Well, it's That's tough. how I can factor that in my mind to make, uh, it feel be- make me feel better. Yeah, good. Okay, great. Yeah. Oh, anyway. So, just so I can finish this thought, yes, tell the us guy's that. son's name is Alec Alpes, and he was on that show Made in Chelsea. You oh, that? Made in Chelsea, yes. okay. And, and apparently he dated um, this chick, Louise, and they had this, you know, really hot, passionate relationship, and he got quite famous off of that over there, but now he's back in New York running his dad's company. But anyway, <laughs> Alec was a little kid when I worked for his father. Wow. Isn't that something? Yeah, and it was like a crazy environment and you knew it. Crazy as hell. And I was and I was one of the craziest bitches in there. Well, that's the thing. I think, oh my <laughs> so God. I fit right in. Don't you feel like the future? I'm like, oh my God, I wrote that story. I was like, God, this will be me. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> I'd be like, tell me about your breasts. Can we all have sex? What's going <laughs> right. on? It's like, it's like, here's the paper. Here's the paper. So you understand we're about to be free. This is a free place. You you might be asked about your boobs. You might be, you might be asked about your nipple piercings, your sex life. You just got to let them no, and that's it. Maybe maybe they didn't get that form, or maybe they thought she was joking. That's what I'm thinking. Paul, the but, lesson here for us is we need to hire a CEO and and just be like the silent partners because right, exactly. we'll be so inappropriate. Well, you know, I don't fraternize with the models, really, like in well, that way. Good, yeah. like a lot of people that I'm I trying know to fraternize in this them. business, um, they, they you know hang out with the models, they sleep with the models, they do all that kind of stuff. Like I am like, and I know a lot of them think, oh, he's not as fun as I thought he was because I'm a little cold because I want to make sure that they know, not icy cold, but kind of like, okay, well, good to see you. Bye. They you know, even like, know that you're their boss. They know. But yeah. you're right. I mean, I do think, t- I think it goes both ways. I think there's a line and if, if I mean, I do think it's kind of odd she was conducting meetings while on the toilet. I mean, I don't know that, that I want to see that. That is very weird. That's that is weird. I don't yeah. even FaceTime my friends on the toilet. But I think a lot of people do. I, I know. Mean, I'm not on that not level FaceTime. with them yet. I'm not on level with them yet. I remember FaceTime, I FaceTimed one of my friends and she was like just getting done and I heard the flush. You know, I at least, I'm at least polite if I'm on the phone with someone. I put it on mute. I'm polite. 
you know. Yeah. Now I kind of want to surprise Paul one day and call him while I'm live on Facebook on the toilet. <laughs> I'm going to just screenshot it and tweet I feel, it. You said Facebook Live. I don't know if Facebook might not. They might say it's inappropriate. Oh, yeah, you're right. They they might. FaceTime. Oh, face, oh, FaceTime? Okay. I'll have to FaceTime him. Um, so this guy in L.A. is going by the name Paul Gonzalez, and he's apparently a serial dash and diner. Oh, God. That's according to CBS. He's uh, he's at least dash and dined on eight women who are now spreading the rumors and posting his pictures online. Paul, you thought you looked at him and thought he was gay? I think he's, well, I mean, allegedly, <laughs> in my eyes, he was gay. <laughs> he's a suspect. He's a suspect. Um, another woman said she was on the dating app Bumble, uh, and he called himself Dave Gonzalez on that. He's since taken down his profile. They met at a BJ's in Pasadena and uh, ordered food right away. Glass of Pinot Noir, Caesar salad, side of shrimp, a steak, baked potato, my lord. But where? This was all at this restaurant, BJ's in Pasadena. Oh, okay. You know, I read that, and I was like, BJ's like the... the, the, the yeah, okay, I, was like, I was like, the Costco? Doing steak and all that. I was, like, okay. I was like, where is this at? Well, you know, I've BJ's? never dined in Dash, but I have had a situation where... <laughs> this is Haven't the we all been shit. here? I've had a situation where I actually legitimately did forget my fucking wallet. Okay, now I've oh, been sure, yeah. I, you know, and then you're like, but you know, you're out and you're like, yeah. oh, extra, yeah, I'll have cheese on that, of course. Caramelize my onions. I'm Paul Wharton. Oh, I'll, you know, <laughs> put salt on the rim. You know, like, and you, you're like, got everybody in the restaurant running around and this, uh, and then you're like patting yourself down, like, oh shit, I know I just didn't have. Did you? People running around. Well, yeah. I mean, of okay. course, yeah. of course. Or no, what I did was, um, I think I just gave them the. I looked up the number, mm-hmm. and I gave them the number. But it's a lot of explaining, and right. then they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. You know, when yeah. I was single, I had a policy. I never brought my wallet on the first date because I oh, went God. on so many bad dates. I thought, you know what? Fuck you. If you're going to waste my time for four hours and talk about yourself, you're paying for this, and I'm not going to have a dime with me. So I didn't even care. I, w- I would only bring my license so I could drink. I went on so many horrible dates. And how many dates, Danielle, have you gone on? I've gone on numerous dates with people where I would be three hours in, and they'd go, yes, you know, I'm still married, and I've got two kids. I'm like, okay, you have to lead. Lead yeah. with that. I have just wasted three hours of my life to find out you've got six children and a wife at home. Okay, fuck off. So see, you are paying. See, I think because the millennials are still in that like hook up Netflix and chill no culture, we don't we don't really like date. Do you Irene's agree with me, like, Irene? Irene's Wait, like, well, no, no. she has a man. Don't you have a man? Oh yeah, I she has a man, so she's not qualified. That. Yeah, she's not qualified. She has a man. All right, you <laughs> keep him. Okay, you keep him because it's hard for millennials out there. Is it's it? hard. Oh my gosh, it's horrible. What about like, older millennials? Older millennials. You mean like you? Yeah. You mean like on the brink? You can't go. You can't go back out there. Like, don't do it. Like, don't do it. I have people. Don't do it. You agree with me? Well, well I don't know. I mean, well, I, I, I like Dan. I think she's just yeah. That's Dan. what I'm saying. I don't I know. She should do whatever makes her happy. Exactly. That's do what the truth. do what makes you happy. If he makes you happy right now, because mm-hmm. like you let it go and then you go out and you're like crap. I had something good right there. Because honestly, like I know a bunch of women who are very accomplished, like you, who are very confident, and you. I look at them and I'm like, why aren't they with someone? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of who, yeah, and it's very, very hard. And I think a lot of these men aren't grown up enough or don't want to commit. And I feel like that's what my thing. I also get to know people really easily. So I've like hung out with guys. And I'm like, oh man, like 20. I don't want to do a date thing because I can look at them like 20 minutes. This is not going to work out. So I'm gonna go. 
Yeah. I used to do that in college. I'd be like, oh, we can hang out for like 20 minutes or whatever. I would like pretend and be like, oh, mom, can you call me real quick? Like, oh, my friend, like, oh, can you text me? Oh, I got to go. Yeah. See, I always wonder if it's that hard. I, the couple of girlfriends that I have that are single get asked out all the time, but they're just so fussy. I don't I mean, get asked out. It just out. becomes ridiculous. I don't get asked out. I remember talking to my guy friends and I was like, yo, I don't understand why I don't get asked out often. And they had that conversation with me. It was like, Daniel, you're that type of person. Either they think you're in the relationship or you're one of those people that you don't want to mess up. Before, like, they settle down. Like, that in-between type you of thing. You are. You're so young. I mean, 23 I, or 24, that's, like, so Yeah, young. I'm really I'm really young, and I really feel like people think I'm older anyways. I remember talking to this, like, 30-something-year-old guy. He thought I was, like, late 20s. I was like, no. He was like, oh, yeah, you're really, like, I guess because I'm an old soul type of thing. But I really don't. Or he's a pervert. He, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he you might could have be, been, like, yeah. late 30s and date somebody that's 23. I've yeah. slept with um, 22 and 23-year-olds. But I feel like I don't know what I, I would talk them. to them about. That's yeah. that's that whole, like, what, what do we talk Talk? Oh, yeah. no, we don't talk. Oh, we don't talk. No, but what kidding. do you I'm think? Do you think it's hard? What do you think? Oh, God, it's hard. It's oh, hard up there. Absolutely. It's hard to date in D.C., too. This is the yeah. thing for me as a, as a gay man. For one thing, I've had, and I'll just share this, um, I've had a fallback plan for all these years, as you know. Right. Um, uh, um wonderful love of my life that I met when I was 22 years old in New York City. I was He was walking out of this gay bar called G, and I was walking toward it, and this hot Irish guy with all these muscles, and he looks at me, and I look at him, and I said, um, where are you going? And he said, with you, and he grabbed my hand, and we have he oh my god! I love this love story. Hotel. I feel like I haven't heard this. That night, it, it, he he stayed at my house that night. He moved out of his hotel the next day. He stayed with me for a week. He went back home. He got his stuff. He came back and lived with me for six months. And we had a big fight. Then he went back to Ireland. But we have talked every day for seventeen <gasps> years. Oh wow! Oh my god, Paul! When are you going to marry That's this it. man? No, this is it. That's it. Well, he's been my backup plan, and over the time we've dated other people. And so we started looking for a house for him to move here. Uh, that's what the, the whole Cleveland house and all that kind of thing. And then in June, this is about to go left on you all. You're not going to like this. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm yeah, on my sorry, seat. Sorry, podcast listeners. I'm going to go left. I'm going to have a moment. But in June um, 25th, I found the house. I put an offer on the house. And then on... And then I called him on June 25th. I didn't hear back from him. And that's, that's weird. And then on the 26th, I didn't hear back from him. 27th, 28th. And then, like, around the 1st, I said, God, maybe he, what happened? And then around the 1st of that month, um, his phone was disconnected. And he was, uh, his family was Christian missionaries. And they had very common, you know, Irish names. So I was looking people up on Facebook. And I was sending people messages. And I couldn't find anybody. So we went, I went through all of July, all of August, what happened to him. And then at about mid-August, I finally found his niece on Facebook. And I said, hi, I'm, I'm Michael's, um, your uncle, Michael's friend, Paul, of many years. And I don't know what's going on, but I can't find him. And she says, we, of course, we all know who you are. Um, and I'm going to have my mom call you. And I said, no, you tell me. Oh and my she God. says, he's not well. And I said, what? Oh and no. she said that he basically was found unconscious in his house. And he <sighs> had been in a coma for three months. And he had just come out of the coma, but he wasn't speaking and, you know, nothing. And I got to tell you guys, I had this heart issue, like, in 2011. I know. This is, like, turning into no, a horrible... No, this is, this I'm is on the sad. edge of my seat. We're all like, oh, my God, this was the love of your life. I had this... Just running around, just being stressed out. I had this um, 
mitral valve prolapse thing, and I end up going to the hospital. I've been fine since then. It instantly my heart valve fucked up on me. Like I, it almost killed me. No, I'm, I'm telling wow. you. Like, I have not gone to see him. I'm just getting myself, and I've kind of buried this because, of course, who the hell wants to hear about my problems? And, and you know, going to, you know, jumping around on Good Day DC. <laughs> we do. I read hands up. I read the intern the minute he says that. I hands up. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I mean, I sell yeah. happiness. I sell good skin, good life, fabulousness. You know, right. so you know, but, I go home and I deal with my shit. But this was been the most horrifying, the saddest moments of my life having to deal with this. And the only reason I didn't jump on a plane and go is because I thought it would kill me. Yeah. I really did. Because I hadn't felt this um, this heart valve issue in all those years. And in in my um, my doctor was like, oh, you're great. You're good. And then when this happened, it started to come back again. Oh, I had to sure. Get back the on stress. my heart medication yeah. that, I, that I took years ago. So I've been working on myself all this time. He's now in, uh, he's still in the hospital. Oh, wow. <gasps> You're kidding. He's still what in the hospital. What is it going on? Oh, my God. Going seven on, months? It's, eight. It's going, it, this happened at the end of June. So I'm going wow. to go within the next month. I, I literally had to get strong enough. To go there after this oh, man that has will be been so tough. my fallback plan, my life plan. Oh, we never loved anybody else the way we loved each other. So now it's kind of like, oh, what Paul. do I do now? I is mean, he going to get better? Like, is he'll he... never get better. He'll never get better. But for me, it's kind of not not just thinking like moving on. Like, oh God, now what am I going to do? But it's kind of like, oh shit. Now I do. I had this moment. I was cooking last week. And I was making this beautiful meal, and it was so beautiful. And I was, while I was making it, I was just so into how beautiful this meal looked. And then when it was finished, I looked at it and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm a, oh shit, I'm alone." And I just, I just, I just oh, fell apart yeah. because you know you think like, "Oh my God, you're just going to be alone." Oh my it's God, very scary. it's so yeah. scary. Plus, very you still scary. have to go and like face that, you know, and yeah. um, you know that person will never be the same ever. You know, the most interesting part about this experience wow. to me, about That's learning like, about people through this experience, this horrific experience, is I really have gotten close with his sister-in-law, and I've always thought because they were Christian missionaries in Ireland, and I was the gay black guy at the time from New York, now DC, that. They wouldn't really, and he would say, "Oh no, they'll love you." And I would say, "Oh no, they won't." But this experience, and she, and I said, "Well," and I asked her, "Well, where should I stay? What hotel?" She says, "Hotel? No, no, no. You stay with us. You know, you'll stay with us, and we'll we'd love to have you." And oh see, my God! Irish years, people are I the best. Thought, they knew, like you're a part of their family. Like, well, all they these knew years, it. I thought, "Oh, they would never accept me," you right. know. And I'm taking their their Michael away, and he's coming to the states, and. All these things, but you know they—they've always kind of appreciated the relationship, and and now they love me. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna oh be strong. God. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna visit with him. He does open his eyes. He can't speak. He you don't know if he recognizes anyone. He's eating solid foods. Did so? What happened? Did they think he had like a massive stroke? Or? He, well, he threw up in his sleep and he choked on his own vomit. Mm. So he aspirated oh and he was found. Yeah, I'm just glad one of his brothers found him. Oh my God, Paul! Sorry. <laughs> 
Sorry. Just hurt, but you know what? But, but you know, oversharing on this podcast is what it's me, all about. Yeah. It's not just about the funny shit. Right. You know yes. I mean? Like, it can't just be about, oh, you know, well, I did this or I screwed this one or this one was, you know, so funny or this was so crazy because real life is not all vibrating on that level. Right. Because the happiest people always have, like, the saddest moments, which mm-hmm. I've realized. And the thing is, like, the fact that even though there are Christian mm-hmm. ministers, like, I think in my head, like, most Christians are very accepting of everyone. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're family person is happy with whoever they with if they have to move away and stuff they're going to accept you so you've been a part of their family for 17 years and i've learned and i've learned this and it took this horrible experience to get me closer to his family and you know i don't know what's going to happen to him once i go there i'll probably start going back on more of a schedule Mm -hmm. because i do want to look after him and be Be incorporated in his life literally physically like from the core sure. wasn't strong enough. Yeah, I, could, I wasn't. I couldn't mentally, phys- physically, especially you couldn't do it. You I didn't know if sure, I would be yeah. able to get back here. Right. I said, "Oh God, I might be in there laid up with him." You know what I mean? Like that's the yeah, all that stress. Yeah, I can't wait to find out where they live in Ireland because you know I lived in Galway for a year, and Irish people are the most amazing people of all time. And you know nothing can you know can't be solved by going down to the yeah. pub and just having a pint. Well, of they Dennis. live in Dublin, and maybe we'll take up. Maybe you'll come and. Um, oh my God! On one I would love trips. to come. I'd be so emotional. Oh my yeah. God! Yeah. Oh, so Paul, thank that you for was incredible. Me to share. No, you that have to share. That felt really good. I, I kept it together. That's good. You kept and it so together. Moment. But it was beautiful. Um, and, and thank you all to the listeners as well because this is not what you all sign up for. But I, no. I, I wanted to get this out because it's it's on my mind every day. This is exactly what they yeah. signed up for. This mm-hmm. podcast yeah. is real and vulnerable. Yeah. And oh my god! Now, do you guys want to hear about the raccoon that was traumatized after being an erotic <laughs> video and loves breasts? <laughs> We just go to a low. We just go to a low place, and we're trying to go high. Are you trying? Are you? Are right. you trying to do that? They go, go low, low to go, go high. Yeah, when they are go, we doing the Michelle no, Obama? Mine is, that? is mine's when they go low. I go lower. Yeah, go exactly, lower. exactly. I love it. Okay. I'm, I'm slightly. Conf- I was slightly confused about this story. Okay. Well, here, what story do you want to end with? Because the raccoon that is allegedly traumatized after appearing in an erotic commercial and is now obsessed with breasts. We can talk about that. We can talk about. There's four things on this ridiculous list of. Of, uh, common habits people think are polite but they're really rude. I need, I need to do that. That's we need really to do that. that. Yeah. Okay, and I feel like it's just too heavy now, but the other one that's so sad and bizarre is the police say that dozens of people watched a teen sexual assault on Facebook Live and never reported oh, it. Jesus, oh, Jesus, that's horrible. Okay, we're not what doing that one. Yeah, that's no. The sex. one the one in Rockville High, that's the one that got me. Did you hear about oh, that the one? the one in Rockville High is insane. Have oh, you heard oh, that God. one too? Yeah. What do you guys feel? You guys want to get political on no. this? You know, no. they were on Bring ICE's list. No. Bring me up, Scotty. Shoot me up, baby. No, this is what I thought. This is what I thought. I <laughs> called my friend from Ohio, and I was like, shit, if Trump gets wind of this, yeah, I was like, has. it's over. It's over. But they weren't from Mexico, okay? They no, weren't where from, they from? They were from Central, they're Central America. Mm-hmm. So I was like, crap. But it was, it was, it's the most horrible thing that you send your kids to high school. And that's, that's like the horrible thing for me. I went to an all-girl high school, so of course, like that. I didn't. I would didn't have that fear. But why? Kids, why should any kid have that fear? And then yesterday, I remember my friend posted the video that they asked about Sean Spicer with this. Yes, because Mon- the Montgomery County executive said he wants them deported, both of them. Right. Like if it happens. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's the whole. It's bigger. It's a bigger issue with IC. It's a bigger issue about rape culture. Period. Sure. Well, I know. To me, that's the whole thing. There is the sexual assault. I mean, those guys were clearly fucked up kids that right. could have been from anywhere. And you know, to take a girl in there, hold her down. Raper, Sodom. I mean, just like, tor- you know, these two kids are so fucked up. I mean, they should go to jail for life, right. you know? And then, fine, if they want to deport them. 18 year old freshman. 
Were the guys 18 or 17? There, there was one was 18 yeah. and yeah. one was 17. I thought they were maybe C. I don't know. Well, no, the they were kid, saying they're freshmen. I, I mean, yeah, because the one kid they tested that's 18 basically tested on a eighth grade freshman level. So I feel like that right there uh, tells you the kid. Is that what a GED is for? Well, yes, exactly. I think he should have been in a GED He should have just taken the class. I was more shocked to have him in Montgomery County, let's be honest. Oh, Jesus. Uh, let's, let's be honest. Okay, how about the pros and cons of makeup sex? Yes. I was, I was more, I was like, man, I thought they had a handle on things. But no, the common habits that people think and are we'll really And we'll do rude. those. Yes. Because yeah. okay. I, pick a I have an apology. I have an apology. Okay. Let's oh, good. All right. Yeah. All right. So let's pick that one. So there's, uh, this list was from Bustle and there were like 11 of them, but um, which ones, Danielle, did any st- stand out to you you wanted to talk about? Okay. I would like to apologize for all the random people I've given compliments to. <laughs> One of the ones on the list is, and I, I'd be curious, because Paul is always so sweet, So, but complimenting someone's appearance number three is on the list of what you think is polite but is actually rude. A compliment always seems like a good idea, but not everyone takes it that way. Unknowingly, we might make a person self-conscious by strengthening the belief that one's appearance or weight are a topic to be discussed. Mm-hmm. This is according to the experts. So unless you're with your mom or your best friend, it's a good idea to keep your comments to yourself. You agree with that or disagree? I think when people make those those compliments that have um, a little a little shady edge to them, I mean, I feel like they know what they're doing. Like, oh my God, I have never, ever, ever seen you look this good. I mean, ever. You look so good. <laughs> For all the years I've known you, there has not been one day that you have ever looked this good. You know, it's kind of like, uh, okay, bitch, uh, uh, okay. Like, <laughs> it's not my wedding day, it's just Tuesday. It's a backhanded compliment. It's Tuesday. It's a backhanded like, compliment. So you mean this Tuesday, I'm not going anywhere but to get some coffee. This is the best I've ever looked. <laughs> so I can see that, yeah. Okay, and you wanted to apologize because you feel like you do this. I, I like, give random compliments to me random people, especially, like, girls that I feel like they would take it and not be, like, look at me like, this bitch is crazy. So I ran, I've randomly done this. Like, when I met Paul in you, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you guys are so pretty. I get nervous, and I say this. I just be like, oh, you're super me pretty. Too. But random people, I remember just walking to people, like, oh, you're really pretty. And they'd be like, and they just look at me like, what? Are you crazy? And then they're like, thank you. Do they you. believe you? Um... Well, they were like strangers, maybe. Okay. Like, do you I mean, mean it? Yeah, I do okay. mean it. Because it's more the fact that it's like, oh, they're really pretty, or I like what they're wearing. I'm like, oh, that looks nice. Mm-hmm. Um, with guys, I say that sometimes as a pickup line. Okay. <laughs> I've done that. Me too. No, I was like, no, I was like, oh, you're good looking. I was like, oh, you're good looking. And then they were like, oh, I think you're good looking too. That's like a number. That makes them think it's all about surface, though. Do um, you get compliments that are that go a little deeper? Um, if I just like walk by a guy okay. or something like that, then I'll just like say it. But having conversation because this is what usually happens. I can say like a guy is good looking. Most of the time, I don't find the person's like suit with a guy. Don't find them super good looking until I know their heart. Right. Until I know them. Most of the time, I give women compliments because I was like, "Oh, you're pretty." See, or whatever that's specific. That. I was like, "Ooh, nice teeth." Or <laughs> "Them eyes is right." You know, "Them eyes is right." Smell <laughs> good. What about some of the other I do, ones? I do do the, the smell good. Yeah. The smell good thing is like a big thing. You entertain all the time, Paul Wharton. Yeah. Do you think it is rude or it's perfectly fine to arrive early to a party in order to help? Because they pa- they paint this as rude. Well, I don't deal. like it when somebody comes to my house. Early. Really? Why? No. If they come, if the party starts at seven and somebody's knocking at six fifty eight, I answer that door with a with an attitude. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who is it? Because you 
which is what you need. Wait time. down there for two minutes. I'll be there. I'll send. It. I'll send for you when I'm ready. <laughs> Shit, I need at least till seven fifteen to get my situation together. I'm walking around in my robe. I mean, you know what I mean. I still got my hair in curlers. Well, I'm not ready said. to receive guests at six fifty eight. Four seven o'clock. I don't. Party. You don't need help. Like I would have asked you. That's the way I feel. I would have asked you to come early if I wanted your help. That's well, that's the what they say. They say it's not good to surprise somebody early and unexpected. They don't really want your help. They've probably already figured it out or asked They've somebody else. It out. And uh, surprising your host before they're ready is not a good idea. Because think about this. You got to walk that person. They don't know where all your stuff is in your kitchen. Okay, so you got to show them where the bowls are, where the knives are. I want you to cut. And then when you really ask them to cut some stuff up, okay, cut them lemons and lines for the cocktail. What? You want me to do what? What? Do you what? What you think? Sweetie, sweetie, <laughs> honey, so, sweet, Miss, Miss Girl, you just come in here to, to like, what? Why, why are you here? You really want to help or what? Well, what do you think about this one? Sharing personal info when you've just met. See, I do this all the time. I think this is fine. What, is, what do you mean they by say info? It's okay to, let's say, uh, you just met a new coworker and she seems really cool. If you're a friendly, chatty type, you might be tempted to share your life story pretty much instantly. But this is another big old faux pas, uh, according to the expert. It can make the other person mistrust you, especially when talking about your ex-mate or ex-boss or former colleagues negatively when sharing info. So save it for when you're officially, truly friends. You think that's true? I always do that. I meet somebody new at the office. Hey. You want to know about the culture here? Let me tell you. <laughs> oh God! I oh, I, like, I do. I do that. I think when you walk into a new workplace, that makes me I'm trust pre- somebody when they dish yeah. a little. No, I don't trust them. Oh, you don't trust no. them? Okay, that's the opposite. I don't. Then. I don't trust them. Like it's random. It's like, oh, okay, we can be instant friends, but then you got to figure out the whole workplace. Like, are you just doing this because you have no other friends at the workplace? Are you trying to find a new person to be your friend? Ooh. That. I always feel like it's a little bit of a warning. But I see what you're saying. Oversharing maybe, especially at work, too soon is... Yeah, but but, what do you have to lose, though? I mean, at work, I don't really get into that. But when you first meet somebody... But when you first meet someone... Thank you. Yeah, on the world, I mean, sometimes it just feels good and... and, Real. You know, I think when you decide, like, you know, when Drake was talking about no new friends. Okay, well, the old friends are fucked up. I mean, you know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Yeah. What if... You know, I'm open to new friends. I just have... Me, too. I I think it's it's a cool thing. And then you'll know if it's right. I'm not saying that, you know, the first day in or the second day in, you're like, oh, come over to my house and let's watch Netflix and let's, you know, take a road trip. You know, that stuff will come, but you can meet somebody and enjoy them right off the bat. I know. Don't you feel like I like being full disclosure when you meet somebody? It is. It's refreshing. And I feel like especially here in D.C., like there's always so, you know, you always, no matter who it is, if you're out having cocktails or whatever, it's always like that first dance of like, hey, how are you? And Mm -hmm. what's going on? And Mm -hmm. who are you? And how do you know so-and-so? And And fuck that. Give me your dirty laundry. What's really going on? Well, do you ever have a friend that asks you all those questions, but they don't ever volunteer any of their stuff? Oh, yes. And then you realize oh, yes. you have an entire relationship. Oh no, I'm not talking. You go home. You go home. You go home, and you're like, shit. I just, I had a cry out, I told all and my you business. sat there, and you, I cried. You didn't cry. Why am I in the struggle trying to pick up myself at the end of the night? And you said nothing. But I have a friend like that what do you that's want to famous, know? and yeah. I actually called her out on that. You did what you say. I said, you know, I got to tell you something. You know, you ask a lot of questions, but you never share about your life, and I'm, I'm, I'm on to you. And what'd you say? She was like, I didn't realize I did that. I'm on to you. <laughs> so like, the next time I see you, with? and you know the next time I saw her, she had a break, she like broke it down. Good. She told me some shit that she is now. I was like, okay. 
All right, we good. Well, you got to tell me if you don't think I share enough on this show because I'm ready to dish it all. You share everything. I feel like. Oh, good. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I feel like you do. I feel. I feel like you're open. Good. Paul's open. Okay, great. Yeah, I think you definitely do, and you actually overshared with me at the brunch. <laughs> I even said to you, <laughs> I said. Well, it's true. I'll I'll say it. I don't even care. I'm having this issue. And maybe you won't understand this until you're in your 30s. But I think women, and I just went out with a girlfriend, and we were having this discussion. She's married. I'm not married. I am, like, super horny in my 30s, like, way more than I was in my 20s. But Mm -hmm. my partner is not, like, he does not want to have sex every day. What do you do? Because I see people, and I want to have sex with them all the time. And I feel like I have to stay home because, as my mother says, my own mother says I have hot pants. And it's true. (laughs) Hot pants. I haven't heard that term in a while. That's great. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. I go out. I'm a huge flirt. I'll talk to anybody. I love random makeouts. I have to stay home. You want to know why I go to bed at 8, folks? Because nothing good in my life ever happens after 4 o'clock. Okay? Right. <laughs> 4 o'clock p.m.? Yes. Oh, shit. Y'all, please. I'll be at a happy hour. He looks cute. I'm telling you. You know, I thought she was joking all this time, to no. be honest with you. When she would tell me Before, that she was, these guys were cute. And then I was like, oh, that's funny. She's like, I don't know, but make sure I don't sleep with them. Well, wait, 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 wait hold on, hold on. There's another topic for the next show. <laughs> yeah. Is it irresponsible to ask your friend to tell you to, like, to help you not have sex with someone on a night out? I don't think it's irresponsible. I feel like it's you. You There's double the responsibility. No. Well, you're planting the seed to place blame on them when you, because you know you're going to mm. fuck that person. Oh, it's like the messenger. Oh. Like, you kill the messenger. You know you're going to fuck. You said you was supposed to be my friend. Mm-hmm. He, look. You shouldn't have been flirting with that guy. You, you were supposed you were to doing. stop me. You were supposed to stop me. Mm-hmm. I know. That's why I did not drink around Adam, the hot uh, bartender and model. He was good looking. I know. He's so cute. And then he was telling me, oh, he can't meet anybody. And I was like, well. Oh, he can't meet anybody? How old was he? just met someone. How old was How he? How old is Adam? So is he 27 or 8 or something? Oh, okay. Okay, because I'm trying to, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to start the swirliness. I'm trying to like slowly start and like maybe dating white guys. Mm-hmm. So maybe. Ooh, have you ever dated a white guy? No, I haven't. Have you ever had sex with a white guy? No. Oh and this is the thing. And my mom That's swears. Great. And my mom swears I'm marrying a white dude. Like this is this is this is what she said. This is what wow. she said. Yeah, she's very like Danielle. This is it. Like you're gonna marry this a white is it, dude. But y'all haven't met him yet. Yeah. No. This <laughs> is my mom. She's very much like you're gonna marry a white dude because she knows like I wear onesies. I do things. I'm like, oh man, if I, I think white men are into that, yeah, they would yeah. do it. They're Maybe this needs to be. Our, we need to follow you on your conquest to Maybe. date a white guy and have sex with a white man. I want to know the difference. Oh Jesus, I the don't know. difference. <laughs> I mean, if it happens organically, but we're not going to like. Yeah, you can't. You can't put me out on the street. I know. Okay. Okay. Like, bit like you can't be on the street. No, I mean, okay. Could, you know, try to get her a date, but I don't like know a about date, that. a date, like maybe just like a date. We'll talk oh, about right. it because I remember. I remember reading something about like how hard it is like to for like mixing like for like those random questions that they ask like if you're like a black girl and they ask you like oh is your hair real or something like that or one do random, white men are white men that dumb I don't, they ask the, that? the black church thing cracked me up it's like how is black church and I'm like yo if someone really asks me I'm like I don't know how is it how Let is it? Because I'm Catholic. How is it? Because I'm Catholic. Okay, I'm Catholic. I've been to a black church, and I'm a little like, oh man. Like Can I, I share my experience yes. from Let last me week. Let I me just know. will do this quickly. I my friend took <laughs> me so to the black church. Okay, the quintessential black church last weekend. Okay, now I was just Miss Lawrence was here. Yes. Okay? So we had this movie screening, and we were very casual. And then he was going to New York, and then my friend whose house um, where we had this movie screening for this movie called Check It about these, uh, the LGBT, yeah. uh, oh, the yes. gang. Anyway, so afterwards, my friend was going to church. I knew he went to one of these, you know. The AME churches. Oh, yeah. Well, it's Temple of Praise. You know uh, that one? Mm-mm. Honey. <laughs> what happened? 
I have on a cardigan sweater. Okay, I go to the church. I'm like, I know these people are going to judge me because they're going to be like, really? He dresses up every day and he came in here with his cardigan sweater. So I go over there um, and they I loved it. It was fantastic. I got my praise on, but I also had no choice because for one thing, we're sitting in the second row. Oh, no. Oh, boy. And they're up Mm-mm. there saying, you know, you know how you can spot the devil? You know how you can spot the devil? Is they can't lift their hands and praise. And they can't act a fool. You got to act a fool for God. You got to act a fool for God. And I'm looking around, and people are doing cartwheels and passing out. they putting a blanket over them. And then somebody touched somebody in the head, and they fall out. Oh, no. And I'm looking around like, oh, my God. You They're going to think I'm the devil. It. So I start jumping up and down on one foot. I, I mean, You caught the spirit. You caught the spirit with the quotation well, marks? it was a little bit scripted, my my spirit catching. I mean, I always feel the spirit. The spirit, my angels are all around me all the time. Right, yeah. I, I can be at home. I can be in the car. I'll catch it. But I didn't like being pressured mm-hmm. to catch it the way they wanted me to catch not, it. It's not organic. Like, if you don't act a fool, this is, I'm quoting, if you don't act a fool for God, <laughs> then you, you you ain't saved. And I'm kind of like, well, I feel saved, but I don't want to do a cartwheel in this church. Yes, let them know. Let like, them know. I don't want to twerk it down to the ground. Don't <laughs> touch my head and think I'm going to fall out in the you ground. You don't want to drop it like it's after Jesus. I, I want to go to one where they've got the snakes, where they bring the snakes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, 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 I don't mm, know about mm, that. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, no. Oh, no. But I don't. Oh, no. Oh, no. She's playing a church background music. Oh, she is? Like you're preaching the sermon. Oh, that is hilarious. I don't have my headphones, guys. But that was my experience. It was a great experience. Are we still on there? And I just want to say, oh, yeah. Because it's it's literally like, I don't don't go to a black church. I'm Catholic. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And they play Hallelujah Praise. I wish they were riding out the Titans together because I would praise the shit out of you. And that's why I feel awkward. I don't even know, like, the basic gospel songs, you know? So I feel really awkward. Anybody that likes gospel music out there, there's a guy that came on Fox 5 one morning. I was over there. His name is Micah Stampley. He is amazing. M-I-C-A-H Stampley. And look up Hallelujah Chant. Can you pull that up? Hallelujah Chant. Hallelujah Chant. Now, I listen to this just about every day. You're going to think I'm... Oh, my God. Hallelujah Chant. Do you see it? Okay. Oh, I'm about to get it. You ready? ready? Is it Eddie? Wait. No, Micah Stampley. M-I-C-A-H. A M I C A H. Oh, Micah Stampley, there it comes. There it comes. And it's okay. the live. Let me show you. Oh, yeah, show me which it. one. Show me which one. Okay. Mm-mm, oh, ready. it's on YouTube. Uh oh, I'm ready. Let me see. Did you put in Hallelujah? Hallelujah chant. Michael uh, Stampley. You don't have um, Spotify? Oh, um, no. What's the song? You know it? Oh, here it is, baby. Yeah. I got... Is that it? Hallelujah chant. Oh, that's Michael Smith. I don't know who that is. Oh, Michael, fuck off. We don't know you. Oh, bastard. No, but that's the guy. Go, this go one? Up. No, this is the This guy. Yeah, that's, that's the CD. Oh, god damn it. Oh, man. Why am I bad with the... Okay, well, anyway, the guy came on Good Day DC, and I was kind of like, who is this guy? And he, he sang the, um, he sang the song... A- that uh, Josh Groban did. You oh, me yes. Up. Yes. You oh, me up. I love that song. I love that Oprah song. Oprah loves it, too. When she cries, I cry. When Oprah um, sheds a tear, I shed, too. That and Kirk Franklin. <laughs> that stomp. Well, I'm just saying. Maybe because yeah. I'm a kid in the 90s. That stomp and revolution that always gets me. Yeah, I'm not into all that. <laughs> but this guy is amazing. Really? Now, oh, yes. The CD is in my car. I only have two CDs this- in my car. Is this is We Lift You Up. Is that the right one? 
Dang, come on, but. But that is a good song. Tamala Man, though, is also amazing. Tamala Man is awesome. I can't listen to her unless I'm really, like, I'm really ready for it. Yeah, he's awesome. So, yeah, they can check it out at home. But other than Be that, lifted. this has been a lifted experience for me today. <laughs> it has. No, oh, my God, I, know. I mean, I have gone in and out and up and down. And having you here has been absolutely wonderful. You've been oh, fantastic. You. you did a terrific job, oh, Danielle. Thanks, You're awesome. Um, I wanted to give you a shout-out. Yeah. You were in Washington Post twice, a reliable source for Amorosa's uh, bridal shower. And then also for Sharice, is that right? Well, yeah, I guess yesterday for the, the, the brunch, they, they tagged yes. a picture from Sharice's Instagram from the brunch. And they talked about Real Housewives of Potomac. And then they said, this guy is everywhere. I'm like, well, you write, yeah, you put me in your mm-hmm. paper every day. I guess I, I'm not really. You were great. I was sitting at home, like, having some hot cocoa <laughs> with my feet up on the couch. I'm like, oh, everywhere. But I'm at home right now. Oh, my God. Well, that was terrific. You were in there twice. And actually, I didn't know about that story that Omarosa apparently told her, um, the people at her bridal shower. <gasps> Did you I read didn't the story? read the article. I haven't read the article yet because I read the one with Sharice and all the tea that's being spilled and how there's like drama behind the scenes. Yeah. And you were in that one, but I didn't read the Amoroso one. I just saw the link. Yeah, that one said that she told a story, a very touching story at her bridal at her bridal shower on Saturday, and they said that I was missing at the shower. And yes, I was, and I'll share that maybe later. Okay, but. Um, uh, it said that she told the story about how when her relationship kicked off with um, her fiance, <laughs> we were out. Well, the real story was, I don't know how they told it in there, but this is what, what really <laughs> had happened. One. We were at a gay bar. Ooh, okay, fun. Me and Omarosa. She was having this pastor come to the gay bar no. to pick us up. Maybe he wasn't going to come in. I don't know. But, you know, to pick us up. And then we were all going to go to this um, event. I think it was Cherry Blossom. I'm not sure. Anyway, I was having such a good time. I said, I'm not going. You're staying at the gay bar. I stayed. Oh, my I God. I was having good. fun, honey. I was holding court. So <laughs> then she left with the pass, with the passer, and then now they're engaged. <laughs> so she was sharing this story about how, you know, they got to know each other that night. You know, oh, it was all as because of you. Being, you know, it was because people. of you. But, you know, the, the thing that makes my heart um, just... You know, we have a lot of history, Omarosa and I, and and the most touching moments um, for me, because when she was engaged to Michael Clark Duncan, mm. you know, we were yeah, all very was, close. Yeah. And there's, a, there's actually a, a picture that I found online of um, us walking behind his casket after the funeral. Oh. Like, it was... She, so sad. Yeah, you know, she seemed really You know that song, that. that Whitney Houston song, I didn't know my own strength. Oh, yes. down, yes. tumbled, but I did not crumble. I got through all the pain. And I was like, that makes me think of her in that moment because I was like, oh, this is going to break her. Like, wow. she was so shattered in that moment. But she didn't break, and now she gets the chance to love again. So it's wow. out there. That's you know, it's out there. It, it really, we just have to be hopeful, and we have to be faithful. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm I'm oh I'm going on faith, y'all. So I'm <laughs> guessing her say yes to the dress episode. You're not there. I'm not there. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> oh my god. I was booked, darling. I was too booked. funny. Well, you guys, Danielle, thank you so much for joining You're us. Welcome. You've been amazing. Thank you. Um, I also have to shout out Washingtonian Magazine, who uh, listed Hey Frage as one of their top ten that. favorite podcasts in the D.C. area. So yes. thank you, Washingtonian. Yes, that was that's excited. awesome. Woo-hoo!
You can email the show, Sarah at HeyFrage.com. And we also want to shout out Goat Rodeo. Irene has been interning with Goat Rodeo Podcast as well. Irene, give us the deal. Hey, guys. So they were also actually a little bit lower in the podcast uh, Washingtonian <laughs> thing also, which is amazing. And today, which is March 22nd, from 7 to 10 p.m., they're going to be having a launch party at Colony Club in Columbia Heights. And I will be there, and a bunch of people will be there. Everybody's super chill. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you, Sarah. Love yeah. it. Awesome. I loved it. I All right, did you it. have fun? I had fun. I had fun. I had fun. Breathe, babies. Breathe. Breathe. Yes. Catch us on social media at Paul Ward, at Hey Frage, at Hot Stuff Burns, at Hot Stuff Burns. I love it. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Happy week. Happy hump day. Tune in, yeah, you gotta tune in. Sarah Frazier on the mic, cause she about to begin. This the best podcast in all of the land. Take it from me, you should be listening. Live from the nation's cat pop culture at its best. No need a second guess. Separate.